This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Uh, churches are still doing, uh, are still having church services. Maybe not like in the days when I was a kid and we used to go really early in the morning. I think that's different now. Um, and no public holiday on Ascension Day, but it's a conversation that we still need to have. And if you want to have a really good conversation around something, all you need to do is call on Professor Dion Foster, which is what I've done. And he's on the other side of the line. He's the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, the director of the Nordia Center for Public Theology. Good morning, Dion. Trust you well. Morning, Brad. Yes, a blessed Ascension Day to you, and, you. and to all of our listeners. And uh, I remember those days, you know, public <laughs> holiday, always on the Thursday. Yeah. Lekka, lekka. It was great. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could ask for more. At least there are some church services happening. Now, I feel this is a really good question to ask you um, because we, we might say, okay, but now why is Ascension Day so important? I mean, Jesus was here and then he, he went away and he wasn't here anymore. Uh, and uh, he hasn't, uh, and he hasn't come back since. I mean, what's going on there? Now we have to celebrate this. This is confusing. Absolutely, Brad. And, and I mean, Barbara Brown Taylor, a really wonderful Christian author, says, you know, that the Feast of the Ascension, Ascension Day, mm. is uh, probably one of the least remembered uh, uh, days on on the Christian calendar. Of course, we we know what Easter is all about, and Christmas, and and even Pentecost. We've got an idea, but what do we do with Ascension? You know, it's it's quite a a difficult one to to think about um yeah and i'm glad that there are services uh, all over it is important that we 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 reflect on the different aspects of our faith we'll have a service here on in the chapel of the the faculty of theology at stellenbosch mm. so if anyone's in stellenbosch pop in 1 p.m um, and i'll be preaching at that service but yeah brad i remember a couple of years ago um when i was uh, the minister of of the methodist church in somerset west preaching a, a morning service on that uh a public holiday and after the service one of the kids ran up to me and said dion does that mean god has left us <laughs> <laughs> i thought oh my goodness you know how did i preach how did i you know mangle the message of the ascension so that uh, that i created the impression that god has left us you know and here was this little guy expressing that and uh, it made me think quite a bit but you know he's not entirely wrong i mean there is a sense in which when we read Acts chapter one, certainly that's that's one of the the most vivid uh, uh, sort of tellings of of what happened on on the day of the ascension. We read that you know Jesus calls his disciples together. They go to the Mount Olivet, and there they are standing, and Jesus is taken up into heaven. Um, you know, some 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 think of it, you know, sort of as as there he is in the midst of a cloud, some on a cloud, uh, and there the disciples are with their necks, you know, cranked back, looking into the heavens. <laughs> waiting for the Lord to come back. And um, Brad, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, it must have been an absolute crisis for the disciples yeah. because, you know, they'd given up their work. Uh, many of them had, <clears throat> excuse me, left homes and and had faced scorn and derision uh, from others. There'd been all of these very traumatic events around uh, Jesus in public, his crucifixion. Some thought he was a terrorist. And here were these, you know, 11 people uh, who had given up everything for him. And now suddenly off he goes. And and there they are standing saying, oh, my goodness. And, of course, they had the promise that we read about, you know, in, in the Gospels that that he would return. And I guess they thought, you know, he'd be back in a day or two. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, there they are standing looking up at the sky. 
But imagine how it must have felt when weeks passed and eventually when months passed and it became years. And um, I, I, you know, what, what struck me about that is, is that absence is, is actually quite an important space for us to live in at times. So, I mean, you and our listeners know I, I've had the privilege of, of traveling a great deal uh, in my life. And one of the things that, uh, you know, that always happens when I'm away for a, a longer period of time, a month, two months, three months, is that the absence from my family begins to, to reshape my whole life. You know, because I love Megan and Courtney and Liam so much, absolutely everything that I do and everything that I see, everything that I think about becomes framed by that absence, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's sad, but sometimes it's also quite funny, you know. So um, Megan is, is an incredible people watcher. You know, she can spend hours just watching people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we go somewhere. Uh, sometimes we take Liam to the gym and then, you know, the two of us just sit in the, the car park and uh, for an hour chat and watch people while we wait for him to come out instead of going home. And it, sometimes it can drive me crazy. You know, when, when, you know, we're busy having a conversation and she'll stop me in the middle and say, wow, look at that person there, you know. <laughs> But you know what the interesting thing is? When I'm away from her, suddenly, you know, I, I start noticing the people and saying, wow, I wish Megan was here. I'd love to show her what that person is doing. <laughs> or look what that person is wearing. And you know what, what strikes me about that is that, you know, in, in that kind of absence, the person actually sometimes becomes a little bit closer. You think about them a little bit more. You begin to see the world through their eyes. You sometimes even use their words to describe things. And I, I have a sense that when Jesus promised us that he was going to send the Holy Spirit, he knew that something like that would happen. We would go from living next to him, from being in his company, to being able to, in his absence, receive the Spirit that would live within us. We would begin to, to go from, from, you know, watching him do miracles to being the ones who would do the miracles ourselves, mm. you know, go from, from, you know, just speaking to him to beginning to say to others, let me tell you about him. And there's something so beautiful in that. So Brad, I think that's one of the things that the ascension does for us. Uh, Jesus returns to the Father, into the Godhead. He takes us with him, we're told. And, um, you know, he, he also sends us his spirit to, to not only live with us, but to live within us. And that empowers us for daily living. So Dion, there's this thought and i mentioned it at the beginning of the program and i was thinking a lot about it it's this concept of going to prepare a place for us um and this <laughs> this this desire that god has for being together with us so which I, was kind of ironic so he went away just so that he could be with us uh which i which uh, the more i think about it, i struggle to get my head around it but I, I love the love and the relational desire of god's heart like what can i do so Jesus comes to die so that we can have this relationship. And then I'm going to go and prepare a place so I can be with you so that where I am, you can also be. And then one day when he returns again, it's going to be all about making everything new so he can be with us. Just this desire for relationship with us. I don't know. I find that immensely special. Brad, it, it is a remarkable thing. Now, one of the ways to think about that, of course, I'm, I'm in that stage of life. You know, my yeah. daughter's 23. And I realized that I, she can't live with me forever and I can't live with her forever. There is going to need to be a time where, you know, she, she falls in love with someone mm -hmm. and they move off. And for her to become the full person that she's created to be, she will have to be separate from us. And, and then they're going to be those, in, but we'll never be apart I mean, yes. you know, because we'll, we'll always be, 
you know, in each other's minds and talking. But then there are those very special times where we come back together, you know, the fuller persons come back together for a meal or a celebration or something like that. I tend to think that Jesus was wanting to do that. He was saying, Dion, if I stay with you, you're always just going to be dependent on me. You're always just going to going to be expecting me to do everything. And I know that you can do it. And so I'm going to send you a helper to be with you. But but I'm going somewhere else to prepare a place so that that you can grow up, you can move into your fullness. And when the time is right, we'll, we, we, we reconnect you know, and it mm. becomes even more special. When you say it like that, it sounds so nice. <laughs> I like that. So that's like a little spotlight on the heart of God there. I like that. Thanks for this conversation, Dion. Appreciate that a lot. Uh, yeah, to think that uh, uh, for some, you might just wake up tomorrow morning and say, wasn't yesterday a special day or something? And when we talk about it, uh, it really is immensely special. Thank you for reminding us about the love and the heart of the Father this morning. Appreciate that so much. And thanks for your time. Wonderful. Well, blessings, Brad. Enjoy the sunshine today after yesterday's rain and chat uh, to you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.